Vikings fishing. If you want to know what you've been missing, call on the guys that'll make your line tight. Call Bernie Bass and the captain, all right? That's Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right. Now they're the guys that old fish fear. They're both known far and near. Ask them what's right, they'll tell you what to do. Ask them what's wrong, well, they'll tell you that too. Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right, Bernie Bass. And the captain, all right, Bernie Bass. And the captain, that's right. They'll keep your line tight. Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right. Welcome to The Tight Line with Bernie Bass and the Captain. This week we have a special guest, Jim Flora, owner of Miller Place Bait and Tackle. Jim, thanks for joining us this week. No problem. If you could give our listeners out there a little bit of background information, um, how you wound up being a tackle shop owner. Well, I grew up on the South Shore. My folks always had a boat. We fished. And... Uh... I always said when I retired, I wanted to open up a and tackle store, and uh, here we are. So did you grow up on the South Shore of Long Island? Yes. Okay, so how did you start out fishing? My parents always had a boat. Okay. And we always, on the weekends, we always went out fishing. You know, that was our family time. Really. Did it start out with, like, the snappers and the crabbing and stuff like uh, that? Or? Started out snappers, crabbing, you know, fluke fishing, then it went to, you know, striped bass fishing, then it went to shark fishing, then tuna fishing. So you've run the whole gamut. I'm sure you've done some freshwater fishing as well in that yes. time. Yes. Yep. Okay, so you've done it all in that sense. Uh, all right, so let's just talk because the fluke season has started and um, the new regulations are in place, which seems like there's some kind of regulation changing every year in the fishery, no matter what it is. Um, we're looking at 18 and a half inches and the season will run until October 9th. And they've added a few extra days this year also to the season. I know that helps the tackle shops as well because if the season's open, people are going to be out there. Um, have you had any feedback from any of our your customers, and how do you feel about the new regulations? Um, most, of my, most of our cu customers are really happy with it. They like having the extended time. Um, me personally, I like I like the extended time. You know, um, I, I just think that the more time that we have meant to fish for them, the, the better it is you know, for us. Absolutely. You know, if the, if the season's open, you definitely, uh, you know, helps the tackle shops. Yeah, we're making money then, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, over here at the station, we're all about being all local all the time and, and, and how much we love our local tackle shops. Anything else you want to add um, about the fluke season, how, how it's been started? Has you had some customers getting consistency it, coming in or it, what? The fluke season started off very well. Uh, we've had opening day, had a couple of customers that had 19-inch fish. All caught them in shallow water. Today we had somebody came in. He weighed in a fluke at 4.8 pounds. It was 23 and a half inches. Okay, so you feel like it's gotten off to a good start, so, which is always good. Yes. Yep. Um, all right, so while we're on the topic of fluke, can you share a good rule of thumb uh, for, like, you know, the best ties for fluking and some of the lures and baits that you prefer? Well, fluke fishing uh, on, on the North Shore, you know, tend in incoming tide, uh, we do, uh, you know, bucktails, teaser on top, you know, tip it with spearing and, and uh, you know, squid. Okay. Um, anything else, you know, any kind of tricks that you do personally that think you uh, hook up a little more with the fish? 
I like to keep it moving. I like to keep it moving, keep the drift at a, at a certain drift. If, if I don't really have the drift, you know, I'll, I'll bump my motor in and out of gear. Uh, but, you know, basically, you know, keeping it moving. Okay, sounds good. Now, let me ask you another question uh, while we're still on the topic of fluke. Uh, you know, there's always some difference, you know, between the North Shore and South Shore with different winds and things like that. And sometimes there's a difference even in tactics that certain uh, fishermen use from South Shore to North Shore. Um, can you discuss some of the, let's start with the North Shore, uh, what's some of the best tactics? Well, North Shore, you know, basically, you, you know, you're going to do a drift, you're going to use bucktail, uh, you know, and a teaser rig up on, on the top. You know, on the South Shore, pretty much, you know, we do the same thing, but fishing a little bit in, you know, shallower water or that over in the, in, in the South Shore. Okay, cool. Um, on that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to discuss this more. Welcome back to the Tight Line. Uh, I'm here with uh, Jim Flora, uh, Miller Place Bait and Tackle, if you're just joining us, with the captain, of course, sitting right next to me. And we're talking about some fluke tactics and things like that. And actually, I'm going to touch upon the captain here because I know he's had some experience uh, spearfishing with fluke. Yeah, most of the guys uh, fishing out on the reef, you know, will drift right by the pieces, either the sunken ships or whatever debris had been sunk down there, and the fluke are sometimes right around them. But what they don't really know is the fluke also lay on top of them. And for us scuba diving, they're easy game for us to find and to spearfish. So I'm, I've had 38-inch fluke on the Oregon in 125 feet of water. Wow. And it looks like a halibut <laughs> when you're uh, when, when it's magnified underwater. Yeah, I don't get to see that being on top of the water. Uh, <laughs> Captain, can you actually um, tell me, is there any, like, specific behavior you see fluke do that maybe other species don't do? You know, we're always told, you know, that they always kind of at the bottom. You know, do you see, see fluke come up towards the surface, you know, getting bait and stuff like that? No, I'd have to say they. I've never seen them up high. They will swim if you scare them. They will try to just lay and wait and think that you don't see them because they have such good camo. So you can get really, really close to them most of the time. Um, they're betting that you're not going to see them and swim right by them. But sharp eye, they're dead. <laughs> All right, Jim, back to you. Uh, you know, we're talking about tactics for uh, fluke, and, you know, I know you're just not, you know, a shop that, you know, has a lot of fluke fishermen come in. I know you have, you know, you run the whole gamut of all different kinds of species. But, you know, do you see a difference um, with some of the striper fishermen that come in, how they approach the North Shore and the South Shore? Is there any difference in their approach? Well, over on, on, on the North Shore, you know, we, we troll, you know, tube and worm, we, mojo rigs and that. And when I go over onto the South Shore, basically, you know, I'm using uh, clam bellies and that. So it's a little bit, just a little bit meant different. I'm sure you can troll over, you know, on the, on the South Shore also. But uh, for the most part, you know, uh, we chunk on the South Shore and, and, and I troll mostly on the North Shore or Diamond Jig. You know, for them okay. The now let's talk from the shore for a second, because I know you—that's kind of what they do from the boats. Is do you see a, a large uh, population of the fishermen on the North Shore using bait more than say people on the South Shore? You know, me as a surf fisherman, I'm using predominantly lures all the lures time. Lures all the time, right? Yeah. Um, you know, most of the surf guys like to use you know, the, you know, plugs and lures and that. Uh, as far as bait goes. It, over by us, you know, we have a lot of porgies, so a lot of the guys like to use my worm, you know, for porgies and clam, you know, for the porgies and that. And the stripers as well. And the stripers yeah, as well. Baiting. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, have a dead stick, you know. I see a lot of guys in Shinnecock trolling for bass. Yeah. You know, they'll, uh, you know, go up and down the beach trying to pick them up off the bars. No, absolutely. But they also use in live bait. Spot, right? Spot, Spot's another big thing on the South Shore. So let's, let's, Jim, can, can we talk about your shop a little more? I know you're located on 25A in Miller Place. Besides having tackle, are you a full-service shop as well as doing rod and reel repair? Well, we do uh, rod repair. We don't do reel repair no more. Uh, we do custom rods there. and that um, <clears throat> We're going to be selling kayaks soon. Uh, pretty much, you know, try and do everything. We just don't have the facility to do the reel repair right now. Uh, and... Uh, I guess that's about it, really. Well, that sounds great for the local people who need, you know, a new rod. They can come in and get some instruction on what maybe you'll help them pick it out. Yeah, we'll help them pick it out. You know, just come in. You know, let's know what, what type of fishing you're going to be doing. You and do we'll, sell uh, reels, right? We sell reels. Just yes. don't we just don't them repair them. them. We okay. don't service them. Okay. All right. Do you guys run any tournaments throughout the season? And if you do, what, yes. what species do they do? Do the kids get involved? We we, we do numerous tournaments throughout the season. And this year, especially, we're gonna do we're gonna do a youth porgy blast, and it's gonna be from May twentieth uh, to to the thirtieth. Uh, it's gonna be no entry fee, and that and we're gonna put up first place is gonna have a rod and reel and and a tackle box. Is going to be first place. Second place is going to be a tackle box, and third place is going to be a tackle box for the kids. Trying wow. to get them promoted, get, trying to get them going. We need the youth, you know, to you know, keep it going. Keep it going. I'll tell you, you Buy know, a tackle box, not an Xbox. We're yeah. all about the kids here at the tight line. We always talk about this how we want to do things for kids. Captain, I think we should donate some SNS bucktails for that tournament as well. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, do you have you have the dates on the tournament? Um, They'll be posted on your website? They'll, they'll be posted on the website. They'll be in the Fisherman Magazine. You can always call the shop, and we'll give you whatever information you know that you need. Okay, back to your shop for a second. I know you mentioned about doing the kayaks. Uh, you know, Is there a timetable for that so we can tell our listeners when they'll be available for purchase? I, don't ha- I do not have a timeline right now. I'm hoping by the end of June we'll be doing that. Okay, that sound that sounds good. So um, I, I'd like to ask you a favor. Okay. When you sell these kayaks to these fishermen, can you go over some safety things? With Absolutely. Them? Because Absolutely. I see them in Shinnecock, and some of them are doing some dangerous things. Yes. And I don't know if they bought their kayak online, but it appears that they don't respect boats and how hard they are to maneuver in current, mm-hmm. and they'll cut in front of you. And they get caught in the current, and then they're not moving as fast as they thought they thought would they were be. Better, right. And some they're very low to the water. Sometimes early in the morning or right before dusk, they're hard to see. Mm-hmm. They need lights. Yep. You know, so <clears throat> it's just one of those things where I really think it's important that they get some instruction. Yes, we'll make sure that they have been some sort of instruction on what they should be doing, what they don't. You know, I'll check to see if, you know, the Coast Guard has a booklet or something that we can give out with every kayak, you know, that we sell. Because it seems to be a growing sport. It is definitely a growing sport. I see more and more. It's easy. It's it's 
affordable for them to get involved with. It's yep. exciting. Catching a big bass on a kayak is... Yeah, I've get, never you, done it, you but get it must to, be You great. get towed around. You yeah, know? It's, yeah, it's yeah. nice it's getting... It's like catching a tuna around. on yeah. a big boat. Right, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it, and it gets them off the beach. You know, they get in, yeah. they can actually get into the water and that, so it's a difference. And they can access other areas where you can't get to by walking. That's right. You know, in shallow water. So I've seen some some good success with those guys yep i'll tell you jim i think that's a great thing you're doing with the uh the porgy blast for the kids you know we always talk about on the tight line as well you know trying to get women more involved in fishing uh how do you think we can do that as we move forward um uh, i don't know um I could go back, have a conversation, you know, with my wife, Sue. You know, she's partners with me, and uh, maybe we'll come up with a women's, you know. Tournament. What about an all-women's tournament? Yes, yeah, absolutely. For multiple fish. For multiple. With catch and release, where they don't, you know, you just take the picture with a ruler and put it back. That, hey, that, I think it would be great, be. and you we could do that. That we sounds would. like a good idea. I'm open clothing. Always open to suggestions. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and listen, the tight line would definitely be on board for uh, donating yeah, stuff for that as well. And we could promote it too. All right, cool. And on that thought, we will be right back. Welcome back. Uh, we're still continuing our conversation with Jim Flora, owner of Miller Place Bait and Tackle. Uh, Jim, uh, I just want you to like hold tight a, a minute or two as I go through some happenings around the island. Sponsored by ODM Fishing Rods and Fat Cow Fishing Products. Bill Wetzel's Surf Rats Bowl Tournament will get underway June 1st and end July 3rd. All proceeds for the tournament go to the Kids Need More Charity. You must be a member of the Surf Rats Bowl to enter. Membership is $35 and gets you entry into the tournament as well as other perks. So head on over to www surfratsball.com to sign up. If you're a serious surf caster, this is a tournament. I say it every week. You do not want to miss. I will post all information on the Tightline Instagram page at Tightline WRIV Radio. May 21st, the Peconic Bay Power Boat Squadron will be holding a boat handling seminar at Port Egypt Marine in Southhold. To learn more or to register, Call Helen Horton at 631-779-2326 or visit www.pbps.us. May 21st, the Freeport Tuna Club will also be holding their annual fishing flea market located at the Freeport Tuna Club, 275 Hudson Avenue, Freeport. Admission is free and starts at 8 a.m. Okay, getting to the Catch of the Winner segment sponsored by our friends over at Professional Care Physical Therapy of Riverhead and Patchogue, check them out for all your physical therapy needs. Check out their website at professionalcarept.com and Tightline's Bait and Tackle of Sag Harbor. If you like to be a weekly winner, send your pictures of the catch via email to tightlinewrivradio at gmail.com or via direct message on Instagram at tightlinewrivradio. Our contest winner this week is our first out-of-state winner. It is Chris Riley from Westerly, Rhode Island. His entry of an early-season striped bass won him a cat, Fat Cow Fishing Prize Pack. Thanks for listening, and thanks for entering the contest. Want to be a winner in the future? Send your catch pictures to, again, tightlinewrivradio at gmail.com or via Instagram, direct message at tightlinewrivradio. Next week, we'll be giving away, once again, a Fat Cow Prize Fishing package okay this brings us to our last cast which is sponsored by jim at miller place bait and tackle and sns bucktails 
Uh, my last cast this week has to do with an incident that um, occurred. I was fishing with a buddy uh, the other night, and we were on a beach. I'm obviously not going to tell you where the beach is because I don't want to spot burn where I'm fishing. However, I do have to say, um, we're walking off the beach, and we come down, and, the, and there's a vehicle stuck on the beach. And, you know, the, the vehicle's stuck pretty deep, and it's, it's, it's two young people that uh, had driven on the beach. And you know me, and we had Cookie on a couple weeks ago, and, you know, talking about how, you know, you want to be courteous on the beach and help each other out, and I'm always willing to help somebody. Uh, so, you know, we walk up, and we see the person is stuck on the beach, and we, you know, asked them if they let air down and we kind of, they just laughed and chuckled and things like that. And there was somebody else assisting them a little bit and he's digging with his hands. They didn't have a shovel or anything. And then we, a couple more things were said, you know, did you try this, do this? And they, we kind of got ignored. So I basically said, you know, we're done here. I wasn't really going to help anymore because it seemed like they didn't want to help themselves. So in that, in that moment, I, I just had to walk away. I wasn't going to get aggravated. How do you feel, Captain? I would have done the same thing, Bernie. Um, <clears throat> they can call the tow truck, pay the price. You know, if we if somebody's there to help, you should be appreciative. You should do whatever you can to help. No, no, I'll do that. Just show me what to do. When, you know, if someone just stands there and, you know, just takes the help without being, you know, grateful, it's, it's terrible. Unfortunately, I think, you know, it's a hard lesson to learn sometimes. But, you know, maybe in the future, you know, they'll be better next time and they might help somebody in the future and see how important it is, you know, to just do the right thing. And that's what I was thinking there. And know? it still goes back to, they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't have all the equipment they were supposed to have. They just drove on the beach like it was the highway and everybody else has to suck it up and, and help them when they didn't do their homework and they're not prepared. And I have to be honest, I did not see a permit Ooh, either. So <laughs> I was, you know, and, you know, that's not really the reason why I just walked away. I just, you know, I wasn't going to help at that point because they kind of didn't want to help themselves. I don't think anybody out there blames you. Okay. I like to hear that. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, all right, Jim. So before uh, you wrap up, and I'm glad, uh, you know, you're, you're here with us this week. I always like to end with our guests telling a story as, you know, a funny story or an incident that happened maybe on your boat, surf fishing or anything like that. Could you share? Well, a couple of years back, you know, me and my buddy, you know, we're fishing, uh, fishing for striped bass. We're setting our lines out, everything else, put the mojo down and everything. Guy's letting the line out, and fish must have whacked it as letting the line out. As he's trying to put the rod into the holder, boom, there goes the rod into the water. <laughs> <laughs> not a good start to your fishing day. No. It's funny. <laughs> I have actually an incident like that, but it did not happen to me. I was fishing a jetty on the south shore and somebody had their rod wedged in the rocks and a fish hit the rod and there went the rod like a javelin through the air i mean it actually looked like a missile coming out i actually didn't know what it was at first because the guy was down a while and i just saw this thing and then i saw the guy yelling and i knew right away what it was uh, what do you do offshore you anchor those stuff those rods right yeah we put we offshore. put um like three eighths inch nylon clips on there so they can't that can't happen but just when you said that I find those rods scuba diving. <laughs> on, on, the, on the Shinnecock Reef, we found at least a half a dozen. Wow. And they're usually, we don't find them quick enough where they're still usable or clean. You know, they've got barnacles growing on them and they're ruined. But, uh, yeah, found many, many a fishing pole. So, you know, guys got to be careful. Listen, if you find a nice van stall reel, make sure you uh, bring that back with you for me, okay? <laughs> 
Um, you know, I just want to really say uh, thank you, Jim, for coming on. I mean, it's you know, thank you for having great, me. great having you on. I, I like I said, we really stress the all local all the time. You know, at the radio station. You know, whether it be you know uh, purchasing products, whether it be fishing or not. And we always like to stress that. So I really appreciate having you on. And I'd like to thank the main show sponsors, Braun Seafood, Blue Sage Day Spa, Whitewater Outfitters as well, uh, because they make this happen each and every week, just like all our sponsors do. Uh, everybody plays a role here. Um, I also want to say this wraps up this week's show for Bernie Bass and the Captain. Hope everybody has a great week. I hope you'll tune in next week. Please check us out anytime on Instagram at Tightline WRIV Radio for all upcoming show information. Please feel free to email us at tightlinewrivradio at gmail.com with any comments or suggestions. We are casting off from WRIV Radio, your hometown station, all local all the time. And always remember, treat people with kindness and thank a veteran. And coming up next week, we're going to go one-on-one with the captain. What do you think about it, captain? Are you ready? I'm ready. Sounds great. We're casting off from the tight line. Thank you.